started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. Hello and welcome to Sea Girls Make Do, your number one Sex and City podcast, hosted by me, Alex, aka a Hasidic folk artist from Brooklyn. Oh, uh, and me, Stephanie, Daddy's little Episcopalian princess. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about the season one, episode six, uh, entitled "Secret Sex." Secret sex sexy title it is a sexy title for a sexy show uh we didn't really have a pun on this week's episode title which is unfortunate yeah not really they just went for like the kind of lazy alliteration i guess but it it represents the episode well so uh do you have this week's uh question for us yeah so it was how many of us are having great sex with people we're ashamed to introduce to our friends I'd say not that many people. I would say not many. It seems like something that's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of just a, it doesn't sound like a normal thing to do. No, like, I don't think you should be having sex with people you're ashamed of introducing to people. We'll find out the various reasons as to why you might be ashamed. Yeah, some of them a little bit worse than others um actually i don't think any of the reasons were that good but (laughs) we'll find out as we get into them no one was valid this week not a single person was valid this week i was already thinking what's my ranking going to be for the week and i was having a hard time coming up with who i thought was good yeah i i mean i usually wait till like the end of our recording to figure out i do on the fly i figure out who was my best and worst I have no idea. Like, no one really did anything for me this episode. Yeah, well, only two of them really had a plot, so, and neither of them were very good. No. Should we get into it? I think so. Yeah, so we start with uh, Carrie getting her picture taken, and it's the image we see on the bus in, like, the opening titles of every single episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this... It's like this nude, tiny little dress that, like, it's very, very tiny. The dress plays like a, it's a plot point in this episode, because this is the only show where a dress is a plot point. You know, I think you're right, except for, like, Say Yes to the Dress or something. I was literally watching Say Yes to the Dress today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I fucking love it. I decided to put my drink down on something and... For some reason, it was a wedding magazine. I feel like this week there's been loads of signs about stuff for me. Lots of weddings, lots of like song lyrics being repeated. I feel very like cosmic. Hmm. I don't think I've had that. Although I have been, I don't know. I guess I'm always playing Ariana Grande on repeat. I was going to say what song lyrics are standing <clears throat> out to me. But also, I feel like I should say that I think like I can speak for both of us and say this week's episode is spiritually sponsored by Ariana Grande's new album, Sweetener, even though it's not out yet, because it's giving me energy to make it through this week right now. Yeah, me too. There is like some like cosmic, like I think Mercury is in retrograde, plus a bunch of other shit. So everything feels... um very aggressive the energy of the week has been horrible 
but Ariana Grande is taking us both through. We haven't spoken about her on the show, but we are both big fans. We are both big fans of Ariana, and, you know, she invented romance, so it's only right that we should be talking about it on the show. She invented love, she invented uh, Christianity, but, like, the good kind. She did. God is a woman. God is a woman. Uh, I'm literally wearing a high ponytail right now uh, (laughs) in praise of our goddess, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande is my top for the week out of all the girls. She she counts this week because she's putting out a new album. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So we've got we both got a number one. Yeah. Um. I guess we should get back to her her photo shoot. Yeah. So, and I also also if people haven't watched the show, like so the opening titles of the sh- of the show, Carrie's like walking down the street and a bus drives by and it's this ad and on it it says like carrie bradshaw knows great sex and she's not afraid to ask and she's like lying down sideways looking at the camera with this tiny little dress on um and then the bus like splashes her and to describe this dress every time she wore it i was shocked like it is it's barely a dress they call it a naked dress and like i've seen other dresses being called naked dresses but this is i feel like this probably started a trend it's very naked because it's like, it's like her skin tone and it's very tiny and like she wears it in public and it kind of looks like she's wearing just lingerie in public. It looks like she's not wearing anything underneath it because it's also backless and you can see her nipples through the dress. That seems to be a big theme in Sex and the City. They have a lot of nipple outfits. Mm. There's a whole episode where someone gets like fake nipples. I think it's Samantha. And you Fake like slip nipples? them into your bra. You slip the nipples like onto your bra. Oh. So it looks like you're not wearing one. Why not just not wear a bra? Is it because you want like the push up and the nipples? Yeah, but if you want that, like just wear an unlined bra. That's what I do. It's hmm. my secret. <laughs> That's my Victoria's secret. Interesting. If you wear an unlined bra, then your nipples will still sort of have a bit of a nipply effect. But like, I don't, I don't feel like that's sexy it just looks weird i actually i mean i brought the bra and didn't realize Mm -hmm. until later so i try not to wear it on cold days (laughs) the only time i ever kind of go for the braless look is if i'm wearing an outfit that kind of looks super gay already and so (laughs) like if i decide to wear a shirt where i've cut off the sleeves sometime i'm just like i'm just gonna tuck this in and i'm gonna not wear a bra with it that's a look do you remember there was that thing on lesbian twitter where like all these women were wearing like button-down shirts, but with none of the buttons done up, and then tucked into her like high waist trousers, and it was full gay. I was into it. I don't remember this, but I feel like I would love it if I saw it. Yeah, it was good. Now I I have uh I'm well endowed, so I can't really get away with not wearing a bra unless I'm wearing something really oversized. Otherwise, I just look like my nan, or it's it's dangerous. <laughs> so, I'm a dangerous woman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This really is just the signs coming back. It is. Okay, this episode is sponsored by Ariana Grande. Uh, please buy Sweetener on the 17th. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it will already be out, so you can already buy it on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to us on iTunes, then buy the album. Exactly. I've already bought the album on iTunes because this is the one rich person I'm willing to give more money to. <laughs> <laughs> I stand talent, okay? <laughs> it, you can't mistake talent. And speaking of talent, I this dress is what Beyonce would call a freakum dress. Like, it's the dress you wear when you want people 
to be staring at you. Well, this is the point, yeah, because she yeah. she wears it for a big thing this week. Uh-huh. So the the actual photo shoot is like pretty uneventful. She's just like it's literally just a photo shoot. She's de- she's getting her picture taken and you can see the shot they use for the bus. It's not like nothing really happens. Uh but yeah. then she we move on to the next scene where the Charlotte, Miranda, and Samantha have come over, and she says like the meanest thing. Who, Carrie? Yeah, Carrie says something horrible. She says, in lieu of any actual social life of their own, Samantha, Miranda, <laughs> and Charlotte stop by to live vicariously through my first official date with Big. Uh, she just loves to make everything about herself at all times, always. I, I mean, I know we've like talked about how. Carrie is not a nice person Mm -hmm. and like it's coming through because I can't imagine like they do have a social life because they always go out together and they always have new boyfriends yeah and she's just like they are doing something social they're hanging out together and she's like oh I'm going on a date yeah because even after even after she leaves she the girls are still hanging out together just without Carrie so like they're still doing something social together Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a bit weird that they're they're at her house when she's not or her flat when she's not there. I mean, that's a bit weird. One thing that I was thinking was maybe it was like, oh well, if you girls are hanging out at my place, I can't bring them back to my place at the end of the night. But that never comes up, so it's not like because because they do no, get into the topic or, of don't sleep with him on the first date. So no, or like we'll be waiting for you. So if you don't come back, you know. It's not like, oh, come back by 12 and tell us all the details. Yeah. They're just there. They're just there to hang out. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's literally for like filming purposes. It doesn't really make much sense. Because have we seen any of the other girls' apartments at this point? I don't think we have. Oh, well, we've seen Samantha's room. Maybe? I don't know. I think we've seen, I think we've seen like glimpses. Didn't, in episode three, I think there was, was it Charlotte's place they went to? Because Samantha was wasted. We've seen glimpses, I think. I think we might have seen Miranda's, like, kitchen or something, but we haven't really been through their apartments. Carrie's the only one with a full set. (laughs) Oh, Samantha is wearing this, like, black halter neck jumpsuit. Mm -hmm. And she looks amazing. I can't believe this is casual wear for her. Like, yeah. (laughs) Because all the girls are dressed pretty casual, except for Carrie. Except for Carrie, who's going on the date. And is wearing the naked dress. Yeah, because I guess she gets it after the photo shoot. Like, they let her take it home and keep it. Which was really nice of them. Yeah, that is nice. I mean, it's not like it cost them anything. It's like no fabric. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be surprised. I feel like the dresses I own, which like the least fabric, were probably more expensive. That's a really good point. It's like how, you know those miniature shopping carts? Those cost so much more to make than the full-size shopping carts for some reason. I guess it's, I don't know. But like, <laughs> I was looking at like mini skirts and they were the other day and they're way more expensive than just a maxi skirt. I guess it's because it's whatever's marketable. Like, it doesn't make sense. Prices don't make sense. Everything should be like cheaper than it is. It's true. Plus, this is probably like a designer dress too, so it's probably like stupidly expensive for no reason. But mm. but they let her keep it, and she's just—I mean, yeah, she's decided to wear it. And uh, they start talking about whether or not Carrie should sleep with Big on this date. 
Yeah, so Carrie's kind of apprehensive about whether she will or not, and Charlotte's, of course, like, no, 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 you like, you can't have sex with them on the first date. You need to, if you're serious about him, you need to wait for five dates. Five. Five. That sounds so, I mean, like, obviously nothing wrong with you if you want to wait however long you want to have sex. Like, that's fine. But Charlotte's basically saying he's not going to respect you or want to date you long term unless you wait five dates to have sex with him. Well, that would be like, I guess, over a month as well if we're doing like they go out one night a week. Yeah. So that is, it's a long, I don't, I think my issue is not with however long you wait to sleep with someone. It's like setting a specific time of like, okay, we need to have sex now. It's been five dates. Yeah, because you kind of just have to do it when it feels right, not Mm. when it's been exactly five dates because that's – every relationship moves differently, like even for the same person with someone else. I don't know. Yeah. I just – I mean, I think like for me personally, I wouldn't set out with sleeping with someone on a first date, but if it happens, it happens. If it feels right, you should just do whatever you want. Yeah, I think you just have to see how it goes. And I mean, obviously everyone, you know, some people just like to wait longer just by how they feel in general. But but it's definitely not like a moral thing. It's just a personal thing. Yeah. And for Charlotte, it feels like a moral thing. Like if you sleep on the first date, then you're a, you know, morally bad person. Yeah, exactly. Or like you're not going to be respected. Which, if you sleep with someone and they don't call you, it doesn't matter how many dates you've been on, then something's not right and they're clearly um, not the person for you. And probably a bit of a dick. Yeah, probably. I feel like if you sleep sleep with someone and they don't call you, then they should just be like, I don't think we have chemistry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, to go someone after you've gone that, like, that far. Not to speak like a teenager, but once you've gone all the way, you kind of deserve open (laughs) communication channels. No, I think you're for sure right. Um, Don't be an asshole, basically. It's just, it's just etiquette, I guess. I was gonna say, Samantha's obviously advocating for sleeping on the first date. Oh yeah, for sure. Because she's like, get it, girl. But Miranda's like, she's not going to have sex, she's just going to look like sex. Which, I mean, she does. She does. She looks like, especially with like her hair as well, because she does do the sort of just like, just, you can tell she just runs her fingers through her hair and just lightly pulls it over to the side, which always makes you like you've had sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, her hair is just like full on out there. It's really good. And so, yeah, Miranda's kind of in the middle. She's like, you know, if it happens, it happens. If you feel into it, you do it. It doesn't make you a bad person if you do. But, I mean, you don't have to. She's She's got some good takes. Yeah, she's, she's being the reasonable level-headed one, as usual. Yeah, exactly. And Charlotte says a thing that I thought was really weird, because Charlotte says the number of dates you wait should be directly proportional to your age because carrie's like oh five dates that's gone up from before from what you used to say so that i don't understand so the older you get the longer you wait i mean i guess it's like more acceptable for someone who's younger to sleep on the first date i guess that's what she's saying maybe I don't, I don't understand the logic there. I guess it's like as you get older, you're looking to settle down, which again is a very Charlotte way of thinking. Yeah, the thing is, Charlotte seems like she's always been wanting to settle down, even before she was like 32 or however old she is now. If Charlotte met like the perfect man when she was 21, then she would have married him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's just that's just Charlotte's personality. Yeah. 
So it was, I don't know, it was a weird thing to say. And Carrie isn't the type, like, she's not trying to sell down. None of them are apart from Charlotte. That's kind of the point of the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Miranda and Carrie are kind of in the middle, whereas Samantha's straight up just like, why would I ever settle down? And then the other two are kind of like, I don't know what I want. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, they both sort of like, maybe eventually, I think Miranda is maybe slightly more... But they don't. They haven't expressed any real interest in doing that so far. Yeah, no, not really. They're kind of confused about what they want, which I think is pretty normal. Mm. And then Samantha kind of says, you know, a guy can just as easily dump you on the first date after sleeping with him as he can on your 10th date if you wait that long to sleep with him. And then Miranda says this one line where she's like, when have you ever been on a 10th date? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are right. It's true. And, you know, Charlotte's like, she values romance, but Miranda says you can't really have true romance without good sex, which I mean is obviously not true. There's lots of people who just don't have sex at all and still have perfectly romantic relationships. Yeah, I I think for the majority of people, like being with a partner who they have good sex with is something that they need to be in, you know? I, I think most yeah. people want to date someone who they have good sex with but you can still have a good romantic relationship without it yeah and like because not everyone wants to have sex but like it's true of the people in this specific group like of the four girls they do all want to be dating someone that they're having good sex with and i think it would be important for these four girls in particular Mm. yeah i don't i can't imagine even charlotte i can't imagine i mean we find out yeah exactly it's important to all four of them yeah i i'm obsessed with the foreshadowing to trey like (laughs) i'm so excited i love that entire storyline i've been trying i've tried to get so many people into the show because of that storyline just because (laughs) i know so many people who really love kyle mclaughlin spoiler but like i love kyle mclaughlin i hate trey but he's a pivotal part of the show. He's in like 24 episodes or something. He is like a major, he's a major guest star. And like his uh, actions have consequences in the realest way. I just, I, we need to do like an alert when we get to that storyline, just to let everyone know that they need to. So we have listeners who don't watch the show. But when we get to that, please watch the show. I think we need to give alerts for some of the like major actors because Kyle McLaughlin is one, but he's in a lot of episodes. But um, another one is like Jace, uh, Jason Slattery. Yes. Oh, I love his character. He's in like three <laughs> episodes and I think people would enjoy to see that. It's really good. There's a few people who people should tune in for, I think. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of episodes which I really think like you can watch you because if you listen especially if you listen to us but you can just watch without having seen previous episodes it's mostly uh what do they call it self-contained yeah 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 there's a lot of self-contained episodes which you can just jump in and you don't need too much backstory for yeah for sure jump in for trey though anyway charlotte charlotte wants romance so bad and she just really has some unfortunate uh some unfortunate plot lines so (laughs) We have one this episode. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we also have a great one next episode. I'm very excited. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, oh, yeah. So before Carrie leaves, there's one last thing. Because mm-hmm. Samantha has a really good line where Samantha says, uh, you can have good sex with someone you don't even like, respect, or remember. <laughs> <laughs> and she says it just so nonchalant, just kind of like, eh. 
whatever. <laughs> just saying you don't even respect someone is so cruel. Yeah, I feel like I could not do that with someone I don't respect. No, maybe someone I dislike, but not, not respect. Someone I disrespect is someone I mm-hmm. don't even want to be around. Yeah, exactly. You're just like repulsed to be like if someone came up to me and they were like, I'm a Republican. There's no <laughs> way I could sleep with them. <laughs> like, regard. Like, I mean, I'm in a relationship anyway. But like, if I was single and someone like was super hot and just flirting with me, and then they said they were a Republican, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's tr- that is like a deal. That's one of my few de- like deal breakers. I say few. I have loads of deal breakers. I'm very picky. But someone who I just disagree with ideologically, I just I can't. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I mean, Samantha, I guess a lot of people with Samantha, she might just not even get to know them very well. So it doesn't, I don't know, maybe it doesn't really matter as much for her because it's not like she's going to stick around and keep talking to them afterwards. No, we're just not, we're just not Samanthas. We're not Samanthas. Shout out to all the Samanthas out there, but. Sure, I wish I was a Samantha. I'm not. Oh, well, I'll just live being a Miranda. <laughs> I don't think I fully, I think I am a Carrie. I am too romantic. And it fits because you have red hair and I have curly hair. Oh, this totally does fit. And I have a fur coat. Wow, it does work. Uh, We haven't spoken about my nameplate necklace yet because hers hasn't come up (gasps) on the show. Oh, you have a nameplate necklace like Carrie. I do. I'm wearing it now. Like I got it for my birthday. So it, it fits. I am a Carrie. Oh, that's such a staple. That's such a staple of the show. It is, but I, it needs to come up because it's iconic. It'll come up soon, and it, it actually is a plot point in more than one episode. So, or but oh. like at least one episode. So um, It's a plot point in the finale episode, I swear. It is. Yeah, we'll get there in like a year. <laughs> <laughs> but Carrie, yeah, so Carrie leaves for a day, and she puts on her fur coat over her naked dress. Mm-hmm. And because Big's, Big, I forgot he has a chauffeur because he's so obnoxious. Ugh, he's so rich. I hate it. His chauffeur beeps and rings the bell. And she comes downstairs and she looks to the camera and says, isn't delayed gratification the essence of maturity? Because she's like dying to sleep with him. And then she gives like a little eyebrow raise and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, she, is pla- she isn't planning on sleeping with him. However, We already know she's going to. Like, come on. We already know. Like, Ugh. You wouldn't wear this dress if you're not planning on sleeping with someone. This is the dress you wear. And she's not wearing anything underneath. And she's just wearing a fur coat. And is like, oh, yeah, we're not going to have sex. Lies. That's what we can at least assume. At least, like, if you're if you're watching the episode, like, there's no way watching this you'd think she's not going to after this. Like, there's only one way this episode can go. After the whole conversation about having sex on a first day, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> they set it up, but they're not exactly subtle. But no. when Big greets her, he just says, interesting dress, about three yeah. times. He won't answer her questions. He's just talking about the dress. Because she's like, meaning what? And he just keeps repeating it, like, interesting dress. Um, <laughs> and then they get into the cab, and he is like, I fucking the shit out of her. Like, he is just looking her up and down like he wants to swallow her whole. I mean, she's doing it to him, too. She looks like... He looks like a lion looking at a gazelle, but she wants to get eaten. It is a lot, Uh, and they immediately start making out. Yeah, because he's like, I'm trying to restrain myself, and she's like, me too. And they, like, leap on each other. Like, it's like... 
Yeah, it's like a lion going for a gazelle, but they're both lions, and then they <laughs> both just are trying to eat each other's face. It's like there's an invisible gazelle between them, and they're both lions. They're sharing it Lady and the Tramp style. Yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> sucking face. Oh, they are sucking face hard. It's just, oof. And then just cut to them on the floor. On the floor next to a perfectly good bed. This bed is huge. Yeah, just on the floor, wrapped in sheets, like fingers intertwined. They like obviously just like they obviously just went right from the car right to his place to fuck uh, on the floor. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> not even like it's weird because it's not even like on the floor in the living room where you'd think like okay, we're just like we can't go any further. We need to have sex now. It's on the floor next to the bed. Yeah, so I'm guessing what happened was maybe that they had sex on the bed, but then it maybe they just ended up on the floor. Yeah, they do have sheets on them. Maybe they just fell off and kept going. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but anyway, they're on Ooh. the floor. My cat just knocked over it. My cat just knocked over a glass of water. I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't want to get up and stop it. <laughs> He's obsessed with tipping over anything that's filled with water at all. He doesn't even want to drink it. He just puts his pie in the cup and just pulls it right over. That was so violent. I I thought you were moving stuff around. I literally had to buy a cat fountain that, like, is flat and impossible to knock over and, like, recirculates the water because he kept knocking over his water dish, (laughs) like, all the time. (laughs) Uh, he's, He's a menace menace to society but we love him yeah he hates big so much that he's trying to like distract me from thinking about it Uh, (laughs) he's he's an angel he is they decide after they've had sex to go and get food yeah well well, wait before they leave they're on the floor and carrie's voiceover is kind of just like this moment is so perfect and i'm not gonna be the one who talks first and then immediately Immediately after saying that, she just, like, starts talking to him. And she's like, I can't believe I did that on the first date. What are you thinking? And just stuff like that. And he just... (laughs) He looks so uncomfortable. He does. It's, like, such good characterization because she's like, I'm not going to talk. And then immediately talks. And he just seems so uncomfortable. He, like, awkwardly pulls out his arm from under her head because it's dead. She's so excited and he just seems, like, nonplussed. He does say it was fucking amazing. He does say that. I hate him for. Yeah, I hate it. But at the same time, I'm like, ugh. And then he's basically like, instead of sitting here and talking, because why would we ever communicate? He's like, want to go for some Szechuan? (laughs) He goes to Szechuan, which, you know, shout out to him for specifying uh, the different variations of Chinese food. But I feel like big, I mean, I do... I do hate myself for being mildly attracted to him. Like, he is painted as attractive. It's not... The show wants me to be attracted to him. Oh, for sure. Like, he's supposed to be attractive. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, I would love to have sex with someone and then get Chinese food. I mean, it does sound kind of ideal. Yeah, it sounds like a nice day. I'd be into it. Mm-hmm. But... It is good. Um, So they do go to get Chinese food, and Carrie's voiceover is just like, had Mr. Big discovered my love for great sex and greasy Chinese? Like, doesn't everyone have a love for that? I don't think it's just you. (laughs) Everyone likes that. Everyone likes greasy food and good sex, if they like sex. So yeah, they go out, and Carrie sees a friend of hers. Yeah, he's out on a date. His name is Mike. 
so uh, Carrie goes over to say hello and he's being really awkward and he's not introducing Carrie to his date. Carrie does that herself and we find out her name is, I think, did she say Libby? I honestly didn't even write her name down. No, it, I feel like it it changed every single time they said her name. I thought it was Mimi and then Libby and then like Emmy, something with an E. Yeah, honestly, like it's not important. It's really, she's more just like a plot element than a person. So. She's set dressing. Yeah, exactly. And it is really awkward though, like Carrie going up to them. Because like, well, first of all, it's awkward because he's not really introducing his date. But then it's also awkward um it's also really awkward because carrie is like dressed in her naked dress and like not even wearing a coat on top of it so she's in the middle of this like chinese restaurant it's just you know a super chill place it's not like she's at a bar or anything and she's pretty much in lingerie (laughs) yeah i i mean i forgot where this episode went so i thought that he was being awkward because she was basically wearing nothing yeah yeah at first i thought that and then it was like oh no it's just because he doesn't want to introduce his date i guess yeah i mean because i would feel awkward if i was on a date and like my friend came over and they looked really hot and it you know does that make sense like if i yeah especially if i was on a date with a guy and then a guy friend came over and he was one of my hot guy friends (laughs) yeah i can see that that could be like a little bit awkward um yeah It's just a weird scene in general. And, like, another thing that happens is Carrie, um, she kind of contemplates, like, is Big just taking me here to, like, make sure I don't spend the night at his place? She's she's skeptical. I mean, probably. Yeah, it kind of, I I wouldn't immediately go there because I don't think I'm quite that paranoid. I'm a paranoid person, but, like, not that bad. But it would, I, I thought, oh, that would definitely make sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I, I don't think it's that unreasonable. I mean, it is their first date. And Big seems like the type of person who has a chauffeur so he can send down a girl and be like, take her home. True. <laughs> he is that kind of person. Yeah, that's that's half the reason you have a chauffeur. If I was a rich, evil man, then that's what I would do. Well, that's Big. He's rich and evil, but he's hot, so he's a fucking part of the series for six seasons yeah he really is from like pilot to finale huh Mm. yeah spoilers spoilers yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but they do enjoy their day uh carrie is a bit weirded out by mike but her and big eat and then we move on to miranda at kickboxing i love this i love to watch a girl do a sport (laughs) (laughs) and she's she's this gym looks like it's in the matrix (laughs) it is white floor to ceiling and it has these mirrors and bright lights and it's so creepy it's kind of i've never seen a gym like this before no this is a proper this is a rich person gym this is one of those gyms that has like free like smart water has like branded water in this gym (laughs) It for sure does. And it's entirely just for, like, punching bag things. Like, that's all that's really in this room is just punch people with, like, these personal trainer type type people just punching these bags. It's a weird setup. I don't know how kickboxing or punching works. <laughs> I think it's kickboxing because she is kicking too. She's kicking and, and punching. It's, or it's something like that. 
and like it seems like half the class are holding the bags while the other half spar on it yeah that's what it seems like yeah oh right yeah because he's not any kind of personal trainer the guy who's holding it is just like he has he's like a spinal surgeon or something he's a sports medicine doctor which i don't understand what that means that's not the same thing at all i don't know he does he goes to a conference about spines that's why yeah but i don't understand what a sports medicine doctor is i thought he was like a doctor who i imagined he was a doctor who like treated um sports players but now I'm thinking maybe he's, you know, like art therapy. Like maybe it's that. Like you go to the doctor and they're like, oh, sorry about your migraines. Why don't you play basketball? Yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking more the former, but that's also just because there's nothing that sounds relaxing about doing a sport to me. So no, I don't understand what a sports medicine doctor is, but he's one of them and he's called Ted. Yeah, and Miranda is, like, punching and kicking her bag, and then she, like, completely just kicks him in the face or in the head instead of the bag by accident. Um, and then they end up leaving the the gym together and kind of, like, talking, and so... Yeah, Carrie's voiceover says that as long as being a sports medicine doctor, he has an apartment overlooking the Natural History Museum, which yeah. to me sounds insanely expensive. Yeah, it seems like he has a lot. Well, his apartment is huge, so like he clearly has money. He has money, so this is a rich person gym. Oh yeah, I mean Miranda's a lawyer. She's not going to like a down the road gym. She's going to a nice fancy fucking gym. Mm. And yeah, they set up a date. He seems to be quite enamored by Miranda, even though she kicked him in the head. Yeah, he likes her a lot because, like, the next scene, Miranda and Carrie are, like, walking through the park together. And Miranda's saying, yeah, I got home and he'd already left me a message and he wants to go out. Yeah, she seems nervous that it's a bit too soon. But Carrie says, you know, who cares? And Carrie has these really cute pigtails. Oh, I wrote that down too. She looks so cute. She Yeah, she has, like, low pigtails. I think they're adorable. They're so cute because she has that really big curly hair so it just, like, poofs out. It's really good. And yeah, it's a good look. I might steal it. You should steal it. Um, but the problem is Carrie... Yeah, so Carrie starts talking about, yeah, it's not too soon. And then she immediately just shifts the conversation back to herself because that's like the only thing she's capable of doing. <laughs> she's like, too quick is sleeping with him on the first date. <laughs> Can we talk about me? <laughs> Can we talk about me? Me, 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 me. I feel like I'm the type of person who is constantly worried that I shift the conversation to talk about myself, like, all the time. Uh, Carrie just doesn't have that in her brain. She has no concept of the fact that she's doing that at all, whatsoever. Like, I remember reading something and it said, like, women are more likely to, uh, like, if you share a story, women are more likely to share their own. Interesting. Yeah, well, men are more likely to try and fix it. I feel like that's because a lot of the time when you talk to a man about something, he doesn't want to share a story because he'll just kind of go like, hmm, and that's like it, (laughs) instead of like having a response. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I see your point. Not to stereotype. Just like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Not to be a misandrist, but... But, yeah, if I was to say, like, (laughs) oh, my boss is a dick, you'd be like, oh, my God, me too. Mm -hmm. Whereas men are just like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Only enough room in the brain for, like, one answer, and that's it. (laughs) No elaboration. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, I feel like I do that a lot where I someone will say something and I'll say my own. I'll be like, oh, that's terrible. I know how that feels because of so-and-so. But Carrie will interrupt discussions to talk about herself. Yeah, oh, all the time. Like literally always. That's honestly her number one personality trait in my mind of her in the entire show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to me. The whole show is about her, both literally and, like, in-universe. Does it have to be? No. She's one of those people that's like, I'm a protagonist of my own story. I would be surprised if she never says that in the entire show. Like, she's gotta. (laughs) Because she's a writer, so she uses writing words like protagonist. (laughs) She uses big old writing words like protagonist. Yeah. And antagonist. Um, Well, Miranda says, you know, stop blaming yourself. You just liked him. So he went for it. Yeah, Miranda's just really cool about it. She's not judgmental. She's not. She's like, whatever. There's nothing wrong with sleeping with someone on the first date, which is true. Carrie blames the dress. Well, I don't think the dress helped, but. But I mean, she's the one who chose to put the dress on. She knew what would happen. She wanted it to happen. Like, that's. It's fine. Yeah. It's just what it is. She, you can't, I I think with Carrie, it's like, oh, you can't pretend like you didn't want to have sex with him. You did. You wore the dress. I imagine she has just an entire section of her closet for dates. You know, like I have clothes where I'm like, okay, if I go on a date, this is probably what I'll wear. Mm -hmm. And then, so she could have wore something else, but she did wear that dress. But it's not the dress's fault. It's, It's your fault for putting it on. Well, the dress is her brain. Yeah, but it's not really anyone's fault because it doesn't fucking matter. No one cares. They had a nice date. It's It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, Carrie is nervous because Big hasn't called her. We don't know how long it's been, though. Yeah, she's nervous about that. And she's also kind of talking about how, you know, like she saw her friend Mike out for food with uh, his date and he was acting really weird. And then, like, the very next scene, it's, like, the same day, and she's going out to Bed Bath & Beyond with Mike to get the scoop. Like, did he? Did she just call him up or email him or something the next day just to be like, let's hang out. I got to hear all about your life, person <laughs> I haven't seen in forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm, this is, yeah, the weird thing of the show where Carrie meets people once and then they never show up again. But they go to Bed Bath & Beyond and they're just, like, cuddling on this bed. It's a bit weird. I don't know. I don't like doing domestic things with my friends. I don't like to do domestic things at Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, I'd go shopping with them, but I wouldn't be like, let's cuddle up on this bed in public. Yeah. It's a weird situation. I don't really know what their relationships are really supposed to be like. I guess at one point she says that they never dated for some reason, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, they don't seem like they are exes by any means, but they mm-hmm. do seem quite close. Um, and she asks him all about the whole situation about this girl. Like, why are you so weird about introducing her? And this, I, I hate this part. He he starts talking about how this isn't someone he dates openly. Which is gross. And I, I could already, like, figure out why that was. Oh, yeah. But he just seems <laughs> so shallow. It's very shallow. Carrie asks if she's a cousin, which I thought was kind of... I was going to say... <laughs> Oh, when I used to look on OkCupid, this is the reason I stopped looking on OkCupid because they have this thing where you answer questions and you can see what the other person has answered if you answer that too. And one of them is something like, oh, if you had an attractive cousin, would you have sex with them? 
And the amount of times people would say, yeah. I hate that so much. Why would you admit that? Why would you admit it when you're trying to date people? Uh, But some of the answers on there were really wild. And I just thought, I don't need to know this about someone before I go on a date with them. I mean, at least you know. I mean, I guess I do want to know because I don't want to date you. But it feels like too much information to know about someone before you even meet them. That shouldn't even be a question. Okay, Cupid, why? It was gross. They had a lot of really gross questions. (laughs) And some of the answers are horrible. Uh, I've never used OkCupid and I've never, I mean, I've had friends show me some of the things people have said on answers on it before and it's really funny, but. (laughs) Mm. So yeah, Mike says, no, she's not my cousin and explains how he met Libby, question mark, and why he doesn't want to show her off. Yeah, because he says, you know, she's smart, she's sweet, the sex is great, I just don't you know she's not the one um the origin story is that they met at like a deli so he's like vulnerable off of a breakup and she's like giving away samples of cheese oh she gives up this goat's cheese which sounds delicious it's real yeah so i worked at a deli for like 10 years so i thought that this was really funny because i would like you know package and sample and you know give people cheese like all the time and like literally this situation would never, ever, ever, ever happen, ever. <laughs> you wouldn't flirt via cheeses? No, because she's like, she's like giving him cheese samples. And so like, you know, she's like, this one's made by monks. This is some goat <laughs> cheese. And then she's like, this is a triple cream from France. <laughs> and she like giggles and licks her finger, kind of. Oh, you can't lick your finger. That's disgusting. Oh, you're working in food service, woman. Like, this is not food safe. But anyway, it like smash cuts to them making out in the hallway of her apartment. Mm. And we have another one for the titty tally. We got another on the titty tally. Love it. We saw some boobies. She got her boobs out. It's not gratuitous. Gratu- yeah, it's not. gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're there. I didn't really feel like it was necessary. No, I mean, is it ever really necessary? No, because there was this whole thing because like they found a, a Marilyn Monroe nude scene and it was taken out of the movie because the director didn't think it was necessary. And there mm. are times where it's really not. I think most nude scenes aren't particularly necessary. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple where I'm kind of like, thank you for that. Like when I watched Carol and I was like, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is necessary. But that was my wife, Rooney Mara, and that was a lesbian sex scene. So I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah. It was in a, a gay love movie. So whatever, that's acceptable. But I feel like most times on HBO shows, I'm like, mm, eh. mm. Nude scenes are for the gays. They're for the gays and for the gays only. And that's that on that. So, <laughs> but yeah, they have sex and he says, you know, she's, unprote- she's unpretentious, she's kind, she's sweet, she's intelligent. He says all these wonderful things about her, but he says yeah. she's not beautiful. Yeah, she's not gorgeous. And, and we don't have the same things in common. Yeah, but he's the way he talks about her is he's like, you know, this is the first time I've ever been with someone I can just be myself around. I just feel comfortable. I don't feel like there's any pressure. And like he says part of that is because he thinks like since she's not beautiful, there's no pressure to be like 
great or anything. This is the saddest thing I think I've ever heard. Uh, I like I I get that this is real life and how people actually are in real life, but at the same time, it's just incredibly. Ugh. He comes across as so pathetic because it's like if you've been in how many relationships and you've never felt like you could be yourself, yeah, and then you're you find that with someone and you're gonna squander it because they're not up to your physical standards. Yeah, that just feels really heartbreaking and kind of sad Mm -hmm. it's really sad and he's just this like average guy like he's it's not like like, oh you should be really shallow if you're really hot but he's not like i don't know it just yeah she's and the other thing is she's not ugly yeah like she looks perfectly fine she's a little bit frumpy like she's not as glamorous as like carrie and presumably the other women he dates yeah but she's not this ugly woman she's just like normal looking and he's normal looking they don't look it's not like i know what you mean you know when someone is like gorgeous and they're dating someone who is just regular looking and you can tell that people are going to question their relationship or assume that maybe there's money or something else involved I feel like this is any time I ever see like a like a man and a woman dating each other. I'm always like, this woman is fifty thousand times hotter than the person she's dating. But that's just how it is. It's true. Most of the time, women are more attractive than the men they're dating. That's it's just that's just because women are generally really attractive, more attractive. Though. Like that's yeah. just the thing. That's just a fact of life. So it's just a fact, and we are completely unbiased. I'm totally unbiased unbiased Ah, love it love it (laughs) but most of the time women are more attractive than men i think because men are more shallow as well yeah i think that's absolutely true women feel like they need to be the top of their game to compete and it's quite sad but this guy i just i feel sorry for him and i also don't at the same time he's an asshole and he's so unapologetic about it like he feels no shame in admitting all of this to Carrie. And Carrie just doesn't even seem... She's just, she says, oh, I couldn't tell if he was being honest or if he's shallow. Yeah. And I mean, it's both. Like, he's it's he's being a shallow piece of shit and he's just not lying about it. <laughs> it they don't... Those don't cancel each other out. Like, you no. can be both. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's gross. And, mm. you know, Carrie... This leads to Carrie's question about how many of us are having great sex with people we're ashamed to introduce to our friends... I don't think that's a thing that happens that often. No, me neither. I'm, like we said at the top, like, I don't think either of us are the type of people who would have sex with someone that we wouldn't feel comfortable introducing to our friends. I I mean, I honestly think if you're, for me, I wouldn't want to sleep with someone who I don't think could be my friend. Yeah, I, I feel like this is, maybe it's just a New York thing. Oh, maybe it's a New York thing and we just don't know. Maybe it's an American thing. Maybe it's an American thing. It's an American <laughs> New York thing. We don't get it. We never no, will. We're, we're too stupid. But um, <laughs> uh, So Carrie and Samantha are hanging out and they're kind of like talking about the secret sex question um, because Carrie's like, is it weird to just have sex with someone you don't want to tell anyone about? And Samantha's like, oh, well, did I tell you about the jazz musician? Did I tell you about like this person? And- I think it was a window washer. Yeah, and and <laughs> and then the third uh, one pissed me off. Yeah, because Carrie's like, 
that person turned out to be in high school, and that's not cool, Samantha. You're like 40. Even if that person was 18, that's... Mm. I hate that. It's still uncomfortable. It's still yeah. bad. Yeah. And she just shrugs it off. Yeah. But she's unashamed about dating someone who is in, well, dating, sleeping with someone who is in high school. Yeah. She has no shame. And Carrie, <laughs> Carrie says, evidently, Samantha was having lots of sex, none of which was secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Which, I mean, way better. I mean, not good to sleep with someone in high school, but like at least don't be, you know, ashamed of the people you're sleeping with. If you're ashamed with it, then maybe just don't do it. But unless you're ashamed with it for like different reasons, like you have, you know, like internalized hatred against yourself. But that's kind of different, I think. Yeah, you can say a lot of things about Samantha, but you can never call her a liar. No, you cannot call her that. She's very straightforward with everything. So, yeah, Carrie also tells Samantha that she hasn't heard from Big and they're just talking more or less about this secret sex thing because now Carrie's worried that Big sees her as this kind of girl because they had sex on the first day. Like, she explicitly says that. Yeah, Samantha's trying to reassure her and, like... So at the same time that they're having this conversation, they're also, like, unrolling Carrie's ad for her bust, like, see it for the first time. And so, like, they see Carrie in the dress again, like, the dress. And, you know, Carrie's kind of just like, ugh, it's, ugh, he's just, he's not going to call me. And and Samantha's like, look, just forget about him. Like, you know, maybe invite him. We're going to have a party to celebrate your ad. Like, you're way more important than him. We can invite him. And mm. Carrie's like, no, I want to forget Carrie about is, him. Carrie is sulking, more or less. Yeah, and then Samantha's kind of like, look, your ad's going to go up and there's going to be 10 million men drooling over you every morning on their way to work. <laughs> and it's the best personal ad you could ask for. And Carrie's like, like, this was supposed to make her feel better, but she just feels worse about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, Samantha is trying to say, like, oh, you look so hot in the ad. But it does sound like everyone's going to be staring at you. Yeah. Which would make me a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, but she's trying, bless her. And Samantha goes, oh, did I ever tell you about Charlotte and the rabbi? Yeah, because speaking of secret sex, um, mm. yep. Yeah. And they go to Charlotte's work just to talk to her about it. Like, they show up at her work to ask about this rabbi. <laughs> Why don't they just call her? But Charlotte is embarrassed, rightly so, because imagine if your friends came to your workplace just to ask you about your sex life. Like, she does seem kind of briefly upset for a second, but then she just goes into it. Because, like, of course, you know, who cares? You can just talk about this on the job, like, on the floor of your art gallery, just whatever. Yeah, she explains that uh, he wasn't a rabbi. He was a Hasidic uh, folk artist from Brooklyn. They met because she was going to display some of his artwork. And this is, because the episode last week, I remembered Charlotte having sex with an artist and I thought it was going to be that one. (laughs) I'm glad it wasn't. But yeah, he he shows her around his loft or his studio and Carrie's voiceover is uncomfortable it's really uncomfortable yeah because they hook up and carrie says charlotte was daddy's little episcopalian princess in the arms of one of god's chosen people (laughs) which is like 
it's some words. <laughs> Those are words that she said. And why did she have to say daddy? Daddy. They make a big deal about her being a wasp. And she also says something about how Charlotte was intoxicated by the smell of his wool. She says some weird, she says some things. That's some weird, it's weird shit. I don't know. I can't imagine really thinking that deeply about my friend having sex with someone. Yeah, I don't think so either. And then Charlotte's kind of like explaining that she never said anything because she was embarrassed about it. But also like, it's not like they could have dated because, you know, Charlotte is a wasp. So she's she's this little Protestant girl and uh, he's Jewish. So I guess that's, it's not like they can get married. Like, the Hasidic community is quite, um, like, if you were to go out with a Hasidic person and you weren't Hasidic yourself, particularly if you weren't Jewish, I feel like it would be Mm -hmm. a big deal. And you probably, it's something where one of you would have to convert. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So they probably couldn't have dated, in in an essence. Yeah, I think it made sense that she said they couldn't have dated, but, like, she also kind of says she was embarrassed about it. Yeah, I don't know why you should be embarrassed. If you said, look, I slept with this guy, but we can't date because of his religion and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting how, I mean, we were already talking about foreshadowing with with Charlotte earlier about Trey. This is kind of like unintentional foreshadowing about her and Harry. I love Harry. I love him too. I think Harry is absolutely without a doubt the best of any of the men that any of the main four girls date, like seriously date. And she, I feel like Charlotte gets the best ending to her story arc as well. Yeah, I absolutely think so too. She definitely gets the best ending. Yeah. But yeah, this is almost kind of like a little bit of foreshadowing to that, even though I don't think they intended it for it to be at this point in the show. I have no qualms about like them thinking. They didn't write this show with an ending in mind. Oh no, they did, absolutely did not. <laughs> absolutely did not go, okay, here's where Charlotte's going to end up. Here, Here's where Miranda's going to end up. They didn't do that. Mm-hmm. It ended well. It might. It has a good ending, but I don't think they planned it from the beginning. No, they absolutely. This isn't do not. fucking Game of Thrones, even though I don't <laughs> think they planned that either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they think about. I don't think they even plan what happens in an episode in that show. So no. Whenever writers of a, like a long-running TV show, if it's not a mini-series, they don't think about the ending. They might have an idea about where they want to end mm-hmm. it. They're not thinking about the full arc because most of the time there's some weird shitty season. Which yeah. no one likes. If you're lost, you can com- you can claim that you knew the ending of the show at the beginning, but mm. I doubt that you are being honest. If you are David Lindelof or the other guy who wrote Lost, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Lost is Lost is the biggest liars. When because I didn't even watch all of that, I fell off quite quickly. Mm-hmm. But when they were like, "Oh yeah, we planned everything," I was like, "Did you?" Because that show is notorious for characters dying and then coming back. Uh, yeah, uh, the thing is, I'm the world's biggest Lost apologist, and even I think it's bullshit. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but there, you know, actually there are some really good dramas who definitely did plan, maybe not the overall story, but like the, the main ending early in the show, like the Americans, I know that when they started that show, they knew how they wanted the the couple to end at the end of the series. Um, Breaking Bad, I think is an obvious one. I think Breaking Bad they knew. And I think, well, the thing about Breaking Bad is I think they knew the ending, but of course, originally Jesse was supposed to die in the first season. So they didn't know like the whole show. I think they knew like the final shots they wanted. 
Exactly. And I think Orphan Black is another one where they had an idea where they wanted the show to end, but I think they also introduced a lot of elements like partway through the show that they had to juggle, but they kind of knew partly what the ending would be. Yeah. Oh, I started watching The Americans again because I, oh, yes. I got through half of the first season and like was like, I can't concentrate, but now I'm into it and I'm loving it. This is an Americans podcast now. Everyone go watch The Americans. <laughs> it's literally my favorite show of all time. It's over six seasons on FX. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Everyone go watch it. Hate mm. to advertise Amazon Prime, but everyone watch it. Yeah, I'm watching on Amazon Prime. It's good. And Carrie Russell, just the performance of the century. She's amazing. Carrie Russell is a certified babe and she gives an amazing acting performance and also Matthew Reese is amazing and if he doesn't win an Emmy this year for the last season I'm gonna literally kill myself so (laughs) (laughs) you've been warned Emmy Camille they're such a hot couple Uh, and then they're real life married it's just like uh, it's true romance I love it I love it I love I love anything where people are dating or married and they're playing a romantic couple i'm like oh, i can i can see so much into your relationship ah oh. like because you can either it's either really it's either completely dead on screen or it's like electric and in the americans it's electric you, you can tell they want to fuck each other constantly they have so much chemistry it's it's so perfect everyone watched the americans best show on tv even though it's done now it's so good and spiel back to second city the opposite of the americans <laughs> the opposite the literal opposite in every way <laughs> <laughs> sex in the city is about uh capitalists living in the ussr in uh the 1980s and being spies <laughs> i love it there is a lot of sex in both of them there is a lot of sex in both of them mm-hmm. but there's no titties mm. in the americans sorry is there not i feel like i've seen titties you've seen ass maybe no there's not there's not really teas it's just imp- it's so it's, there's so much sex that you think you've seen boobs when you haven't there's nip. there's no nipples is the thing like you might see some boobies but not like the full boobie <laughs> that's so weird how nipples are the thing nipples are the thing that makes it a boob yeah that's what makes it nsfw nipples are the fucking the productive part nipples are the thing that's helpful nipples are the part that make it a thing that's used functional. for not sex functional yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah it's for sweating and feeding babies. Sweating? Is that where? What? Do you sweat out your nipples? They're like glands. I think. You're, I think that's why people who don't produce milk have them. They're like glands. Hmm. I hate that. I don't know. It seems like fake. It's. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the fucking scientist on the show. I'm not a biologist. I don't know shit about biology. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we have nipples, but they're for feeding babies, and they're just there. Well. <laughs> we've become even... so just dis- we've become so distracted we got on so many tangents because i don't want to talk about this episode because it's just boring wait where even are we in the episode okay so they're still at bed bath and beyond oh wait no 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 we're way no, no, past no. bed she bath had, and beyond Ka- charlotte had sex with the hasidic man yeah and she told them about it she was embarrassed and then oh, okay right so after, okay, after Charlotte explains this, it cuts to Carrie and she's like in her bed writing her column and yes. she gets a call from Big finally and he's like, okay, we should go on a real date, like, you know, actually go out for dinner and stuff and Carrie's relieved because she skipped the sex on the first date curse and then, so, and then the next thing we see is they're out on their date. So they're on their real date and it's the middle of the day, they're both wearing plenty of clothes 
Yeah, she's wearing trainers as well, which is like the first time she's worn non-heels. Yeah, she's like kind of wearing like a comfortable outfit. So maybe it's just supposed to be like the anti-dress. Yeah, she went from wearing basically nothing to like jeans. It's a good look. It's like she still looks cute. And Mm. so they're walking down the street kind of like arm in arm, really close. It's kind of cute. And then Big uh, and Carrie bump into Big's old friend. Yeah. And it unfortunately plays out like Mike and Carrie's interaction because Big does not introduce Carrie to this guy. He doesn't introduce her and then they also kind of like break apart for a second. Like he takes his arm off from around her and Carrie kind of like, she, you can visually see that she's bothered by it. But then like as soon as they start walking again, he like immediately puts his arm back around her. It's not like he's worried about them seeing them like being romantic or anything. No. She does say that she's with a man whose name she wanted to scream from the rooftops. And we still don't know this man's fucking name. We're not going to know his name for another, like, until the end of season six. Until the movie. Yeah, because we know his name in the finale, but we don't, yeah, we don't know his full name. Until the first movie. Uh, Like, I'm not going to say what it is, but he has such a fucking rich white person name. Yes, his name is so disappointing because it's so boring. It's just, it's like the name you'd expect him to have. Oh, it's exactly what you would expect him to have. It's fucking, it's like, I can't believe you made me wait for this. It's stupid as shit. I hate it. I don't know why anyone even cares what his name is. It doesn't matter. <sighs> it's really just the buildup, like six years of not saying what it is. It's it's just dumb. But yeah, uh, Big takes Carrie back to the Chinese place. And while she's there, she looks around and notices a lot of couples who might be hiding. Yeah, and I honestly feel like she's just projecting. She's definitely projecting. They're just eating. There's nothing that really gives up that vibe to me unless you're looking for it. And she's just so paranoid right now that she's like projecting her paranoia onto everyone. That none of the couples really stood out to me. They just look like couples. Um, mm-hmm. All the shots of them look slightly shady. They, <laughs> you know, that dog from The Simpsons that's making the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> they all look like that dog from The Simpsons. <laughs> They're all doing that, looking from side to side with their eyes. They are. There's one couple that's like a, a younger woman and an old man with grey hair, mm-hmm. which I just thought that could easily just be her granddad or her father or something. <laughs> it might not even be a date. Like No. Like, I've, I've gone out for food with a family member before. Yeah. Once or twice I've done that, you know, gone out for food and it's not been a date. Yeah. <laughs> On occasion, I have gone out for food, especially at lunchtime. Yeah. Lunchtime is just like, oh, hey, do you want to grab lunch? They could be co-workers. They could be friends. They could just enjoy Chinese food. Could be anyone. But she's full on paranoia right now. She goes home and she calls up Mike to ask him. She's like, why do you take your date here? And he kind of just confirms her paranoia. He's like, it's secluded. I'm not going to run into anyone I know. It's really only confirming all of Carrie's worst worries. Mm. Because she says, was it possible that I had become Big's secret sex girl? Which is a really funny sentence. (laughs) Yeah, secret sex girl was nearly my nickname and probably should have been. But I didn't want it to just be the title with girl at the end. That's true. It is kind of the title. (laughs) Yeah. She should have had, should have come up with like a, a name, like when she did modelizers, should have come up with a name or something that doesn't exist. She's she's very good at doing that normally. This, this week mm. she was a little bit, 
she wasn't very creative this week. No, she was too busy thinking about sex. No. Hmm. Well, we go back to Miranda. Yeah, she's at Ted's apartment after they've had sex. And this is where he needs to go to the spinal conference. I don't know. And he's flying out to DC. And I always think this is weird in TV shows where someone, you have sex with someone and then leave them in your apartment. Yeah, someone you've only been on a date with like once. Mm, not like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whoever, but someone you have just had sex with. That feels weird. I wouldn't leave someone alone in my house unless I knew them well. Even yeah. then, it's weird. Because she even kind of gives him an out. She's kind of like, oh, I can leave. Like, I don't, you don't have to feel like you have to leave me here alone when you go away. Uh, and he's like, oh, no, no, no. Just make yourself comfortable. It's only like six in the morning. Like, just stay here and blah. Yeah, you think you wouldn't have sex with someone if you had to get up early the next day. And he leaves and she decides that she is going to snoop through his apartment. Oh, this made me so angry. She like ransacks his apartment. Like, she's not even doing it stealthily. She's just throwing stuff around. Ugh, she's just going through everything. I hate it so much. Miranda, don't don't snoop through someone's apartment. Ugh. I feel like we're all guilty of when I'm alone somewhere, I do look through some stuff. <laughs> that is why I wouldn't leave someone alone in my place. I mean, like, you might look through a drawer or something, but you're not gonna... She's looking for dirt. If that she's makes sense. She's looking through, like, the thing is, she's not just looking through his cabinets. She's, like, looking through his dresser and looking through, like, his clothing and stuff. Yeah, she is trying to find something to be upset about. She's not just like, oh, I wonder what he's got in his fridge or yeah. I wonder what clothes he wears. Yeah, and she's, like, waiting for it because, like, the second he leaves, she's just, like, you just see her eyes light up and she's, like... <laughs> She just like sneaks out of bed to like to go looking. Just and yeah, so she does find something. Mm-hmm. She finds spanking porn. She finds a VHS tape of some pornography. A VHS pornography tape. Yep. Don't get those anymore. That is some old school way to jack off. You know when people talk about finding stuff in the woods. That <laughs> freaks me out. Buying a tape is another weird thing. I don't understand. I can't imagine being back in the day where, like, you have to buy physical porn. That seems... I feel... Ugh. I mean, say what you want about porn. I feel like it was made for the internet. Yeah. No, for sure. Somewhere where you don't have to be seen getting it. (laughs) Mm, And you don't have it permanently in your room. Yeah, and you don't have to see the one same VHS tape over and over and over and over (laughs) and over again. (laughs) He he literally has one tape, so this is all he watches. This is it. Like, there's no... Oh, I'm going to pause this and go back like 10 seconds and watch that again. I'm going to skip this. <laughs> or I'm just going to close the window and open something new. He's just like, this is it, buddies. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> he, yeah, there's no, there's no like, oh, what do I feel like tonight? Do I want to watch spanking? Do I want to watch, you know, I don't know, weird fetish stuff. Do I want to watch choking? Do I want to watch latex? Do I want to watch just normal, regular porn? No, he has one tape. He has one tape. So Miranda takes it. She pops in this, you know, backdoor sluts nine and her and Carrie watch it. (laughs) (laughs) And Miranda's like, Miranda's like, I don't want to admit that I found this, but I also don't know if I want to see him again after this because they're just watching this porn of like, this woman just getting like spanked and Carrie's like, 
I don't know. Maybe it's just his fantasy. Maybe he's maybe he doesn't want to do this, you know? And the other thing is um inviting your friend to some guy's house to watch his porn. <laughs> I love that so much. He's just at his like spinal tap concert and <laughs> Miranda's like Carrie, come over and watch this porn with me. This is the second week in a row someone has, like, a guy's left and said, oh, stay as long as you want. Mm -hmm. And then they've gone, okay, I will. And stayed there and invited friends around. Yeah, it makes no sense. And and then they just had the friends come over and they just talk about it. Um, (laughs) Carrie says, how can you judge him till you spank him? Carrie is, I don't, I mean, I don't really see where there would be an issue with this particularly. It's Miranda's own fault for snooping. It's not even that bad. It's like, it's just like, it's not like she found, like, did Vore exist in the 90s? <laughs> uh, probably on the internet. Yeah, maybe. Well, anyway, it's not like she found a tape that's like, you know, like a Vore sluts. I don't like when you spring Vore on front of me, like, bring Vore up, but you do. <laughs> I'm, all I'm saying is there's worse things she could have found than spanked. It could have just been Vord, the porno. Yeah, I mean, it could have been. It could have been something either extremely gross or, like, illegal. It's nothing illegal. It's not illegal. It's not gross. It's not, like, poop titties for or anything. No. What? I still coming up with fake porn titles. <laughs> it's just really fun to do. No, it's not... <laughs> It's not it's not corn girls. <laughs> True, it's corn not. in the sea. <laughs> but yeah, she does find uh she's both of them don't seem to be all that reactive to it, in my opinion. Yeah. They seem to laugh it off. It does seem to be a bigger thing for some people. Like I don't know, some people care a lot if they have a partner who, like, watches porn. Like, I mean, the issue doesn't seem to be that he watches porn. It seems to be that the porn is, like, spanking porn, I guess. Yeah, it seems to be the issue is that the porn is weird for them. I mean, I think if you have a fetish, then it will just, and you're dating someone, then it will come up if you want to try that. Otherwise, who cares? Mm, I don't really get it, but... No. How they feel about it, but... But we see it, we do see the porn, it's a naked man's butt and like a woman in dominatrix gear spanking it. I think she's British too, it's great. Do you hear their voices? I don't even remember. Oh, she's saying, um, where do you want your cock to be every night? (laughs) And then spanking him. (laughs) I love it, I love it. Maybe he just has a fetish for British girls and that's it, I don't know. But hey, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And there just happened to be a spanking video. That's it. That's it. He was searching for British accents. Just happened to be spanking. <laughs> that's the only video they had. Yep. And uh, But that that's pretty much all they talk about it. And then Miranda is already planning on seeing him later that night anyway. So I guess she probably just, she still seems to continue to want to do that. So the rest of the girls decide that they're going to have their like little street party for Carrie so that they can see her bus ad. Oh, they have super cute little party hats on. It's so cute. They all have party hats and it's like raining out. So they're like doing this whole thing outside, like on the street under the bus stop, like even though it's really gross outside and they're just waiting because the bus is going down like Fifth Avenue and they're like all three of them are wearing fur. 
and they're all drinking <laughs> champagne under a bus stop, like just on the street. Um, it's a real like juxtaposition of luxury and the working class of yeah. just waiting by a bus stop in a fur drinking champagne. Yeah, it's really good. And it's just the three of them. Like, it's just the three girls. Um, yeah, Miranda isn't there because she is at this dating spanking guy. Yeah, so she's going to see him, and then Big couldn't come. Charlotte kind of implies that Big missed her day, like her big day, because she slept with him on the first date. Charlotte's not a good friend. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. You're just going to make Carrie feel worse. Like, ugh. At least she's there for Carrie's bus thing, but... Yeah, I don't think... That's not the way to comfort her, is it? No. But, yeah, so a bus goes by, and there's no ad on it yet, so they're like, oh, okay, well, we just keep waiting. Uh, Her friend Mike shows up with no date. Um, mm-hmm. He explains that she left him because she found someone who doesn't have his problems with intimacy. Good for her. Good for her. She dumped his ass, who is just being a weird, secretive little piece of shit no yeah but like good for her because she seemed like a nice lady and she deserves someone who will treat her with respect right it seems like incredibly impeccable timing given the circumstances of the episode but good for her (laughs) Mm. um but yeah he shows up for no real reason like she does have she must have other friends she just invited him because she saw him this week yeah, I, who knows? Carrie has a lot of friends, but she also has no friends, so. Mm. But the bus drives by with her ad. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, someone had drew a dick next to her face. Like, right at her face. And Carrie gets really upset by it. She's so devastated. Like... <laughs> She's so devastated, and the other girls are, like, trying to comfort her, but, like, like she's going down Fifth Avenue with a dick on her face. Like, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Samantha says a good line. She says, uh, nobody in New York notices a bus until it hits them. <laughs> That's kind of true, but at the same time, she was literally just saying earlier in the episode that, like, 10 million guys are going to see it on their way to work, so... Yeah, everyone has been hyping it up, and then when there's a dick on your face things don't plan out the way you want it to i wouldn't want my dick a dick on my face and have millions of men see that only one man <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the end of their little bus party um and then we see miranda out on a day again with the guy that night and it's like the end of yeah. the day like they're leaving the restaurant that where they went to eat or whatever it's quite cute they're walking like arm in arm and then yeah miranda ruins it so he's kind of like, oh, you know, I've been thinking about you all day. All I needed was, you know, a good kick in the head. And Miranda's like, I thought all you needed was a good spanking. And he just looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, he just looks at her and doesn't really say anything. And she's like trying to be super sexy about it. And he's like, okay. There's a close up of her face and she's like winking and eyebrow wiggling. Yeah. <laughs> like okay and like literally the end of the scene is just carrie's voiceover being like miranda never heard from him again and he didn't take her home that night or anything he completely ghosts her after this which did make me wonder why he did that i mean presumably he figured out that she looked through his place i really have no idea maybe he's just embarrassed about the thing the topic in general i honestly have no idea if he made the connection or not but yeah maybe it was just too much maybe it is a fantasy and he doesn't want to act it out so yeah. her being into it uh, made him feel a bit self-conscious. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, she never hears 
Final scene of the episode, we get mm. Carrie is like drunk off her ass. She's about to go say goodbye to Mr. Big, if only. Yeah. Uh, she goes to his apartment just completely drunk on champagne. He's like in his PJs, looks tired as hell. And she starts calling him out because she's like... Yeah, she knocks on the door and he drags her in because she just starts talking at how, you know, this must be late in the morning. Yeah, well, he just like, she just like barrels past him and starts mm. being like if you're ashamed to be seen with me then we can no longer see each other and then she goes like straight to his liquor cabinet and pours herself a drink <laughs> <laughs> she pours it looks like just vodka into yeah. a martini glass it's just like straight vodka uh-huh yeah and then she spills it when she starts talking yeah it's great it's all over the floor and he just like looks up the floor it's, <laughs> it's really good his reaction to all of her everything but she's her voiceover is like the truth is, I blame myself. I wore the naked dress on the first date. I slept with him too fast. And I'm just like, Carrie, shut the fuck up. He slept with you just as fast as you slept with him. Like Exactly. It's so... It's just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the whole misogyny thing of, like, men can have sex and women can't. Yeah. Ugh. And Big's just like, what are you talking about? He's, like, so sleepy, just kind of like, I don't, I won't go to bed. Um, which, like, mood. <laughs> and- yeah, me too. But he explains, because she brings up, like, three things, essentially. She spills, like, all her insecurities. Yeah. One, that he didn't introduce her to his friend. Mm-hmm. Two, he keeps taking her to the restaurant, which uh mike said you take people you know your secret sex girls to and then three that he didn't show up to a party yeah and he does have reasons for all three of those things like whether or not they're real legit reasons or not like they seem pretty legit because like i think she was just being wildly paranoid yeah so his reasoning is that he didn't even recognize the guy or his friend apparently they skied once which, how rich do you have to be to like, oh yeah, we skied. And he's like, yeah, I didn't really know, I didn't know his name, so I didn't want to introduce you. Which, fair. Usually if I meet someone I can't remember their name, I want to leave as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's the same. I'm terrible with names, so I'm kind of just like, fuck, I don't, bye. But then he also says, you know, like the, the other place is the best Chinese in the city, which, who knows if that's true or not, but sure. I'll believe it. How many Chinese places must there be in New York? Like 50,000 Chinese places. Like, I have no idea. But I mean, I guess this is just his particular favorite. Sure. And the other one is he couldn't make the party because he had front row tickets to a basketball game. Yeah, he had like Knicks tickets, which is like completely fair. Like, you're not going to give away Knicks tickets like just to go to this thing for a girl you've met like once, I guess. No. So he finishes like what's left of her drink. She is enamored by him again, and they start kissing. Yeah, I really hate this because he's, like, completely sober, and she's drunk off her ass, just showed up at his place. He, like, carries her to his room. It's a little bit, yeah, it's not great. It's like, dude, just send her home. She's, you know, spilling over herself, and she's not walking straight. (sighs) I really hate it, like he, especially when he has a chauffeur and could easily just send her home and be like, look, I'll call you tomorrow and we can go out again soon. But just, you know, maybe like don't be paranoid and but I'm also not going to try to sleep with you when you're drunk off your ass. I mean, we don't no. know that they sleep together, but I mean, it's kind of implied. Mm. He, I mean, he could have just put her on the, you know, on the couch and said, like, get some sleep. We'll talk in the morning. Yeah. But I, this is sex in the sea. It's in the tile. We know. We know. We know. 
You can't hide it from us. You piece of shit, big. <laughs> Um, so that well, was that's the episode. The episode so. Yep. <laughs> I, I said earlier that we'd say stuff at the same time. I know. It's it's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was the episode. So what did you think? Um, not my favorite, not my least favorite. I kind of felt like it was kind of middle of the road. None of them really stood out to me as being like really good this episode, but none of them were also horrible. Um, I just, I got a little frustrated with Carrie for being so overly paranoid, even though, like, I'm the kind of person who gets overly paranoid about stupid things that make no sense whatsoever. Like, I have ridiculously bad anxiety, but, like, I get it, but at the same time, I was, like, uh, it was just frustrating to, to watch, but, um, what about your, your rankings for this week? So my rankings, like, again, I agree with you. This felt like a a filler episode to me, which is bad when it's the first season. So my rankings are a little bit off. Am I starting at the top or at the bottom? However you want. Maybe start at the top. Okay. Number one is Ariana Grande. (laughs) True. (laughs) Uh, For obvious reasons. I think number two, uh, Miranda. Mm -hmm. Begrudgingly Miranda, I suppose. Because she was the most... She was the most laid back this episode. She did make a huge mistake with looking through that guy's stuff. And it it didn't feel like a very Miranda thing to do. It really didn't. It felt kind of out of character. Yeah, I'm, I think there is an episode in the future where Carrie looks through a guy's apartment. And that's a Carrie thing to do. I don't think it's a Miranda thing to do. It feels, especially the way she was, I feel like Miranda is more likely to stumble upon something, but not basically go searching for something she was searching for something to make her dislike this guy in my opinion yeah it kind of felt like she was like this seems too good to be true yeah but otherwise you know she kicked a guy in the head so that's always going to be a bonus true and she had she i i started to really notice miranda's style as well i do love her like clean cut suits and everything yeah i really like her suits too Mm. i guess number two charlotte yeah sounds fair actually no number two is carrie okay because she did the most this episode yeah and she wasn't too awful she wasn't as terrible as she usually is i agree and then number three would be charlotte because yeah she didn't do much but her love affair was fine yeah and for samantha for sleeping with a high schooler yeah, yeah. Even though it's just mentioned in passing, it's kind of like, mm. I I like yeah. Samantha for being supportive of Carrie, but... Mm. It's a damning evidence. I think my order is the exact same as yours, like Ariana first um, mm. for putting out Sweetener, and then <laughs> Miranda second. So I wanted to also add about Miranda that I liked this episode, that she was like really supportive of Carrie. She was kind of like, do what you want. Who cares if you sleep with them on the first date? But like, if you don't want to, also don't do that. She just was, you know normal about it um and i also liked that the whole thing that came up like she did do all that snooping but then at the end of the episode she kind of just went along with it like she brings it up on the date but she kind of it's not like she's trying to like drag him for it or anything she kind of just no she tries to be playful about it it's no it's no she's not really judging him for it she's a little bit weirded out at first but she's it sounded like she actually wanted to spank him Yeah, so, like, she kind of goes along with it. So I think, like, overall, she did a lot this episode, and she was, like, pretty decent for the most part. So she she's after Ariana. And then Carrie... Like, the thing is, Carrie 
annoyed me this episode, but it was mostly just that she was kind of reacting to someone who's shitty because Big is just shitty. And he has like, you just, he has no emotions. Like you can't read him. So like, I don't blame her for being super paranoid. He just doesn't project anything from his face ever he's like impossible to read and uh, like she's kind of just reacting to that it's fine whatever she does a lot this episode and it's not like she does anything awful um charlotte she doesn't do shit a little judgmental but she at least does more than samantha and then yeah samantha slept with the high schooler why did they have to say that i hate that so much Uh, it's like one joke and it makes everything uncomfortable uh, i know it's supposed to be funny and i'm just like it just grosses me out but that is what it is uh, okay i guess we can go to questions so we yeah. have two questions this week we actually have three we just got one okay so you can send questions to uh, city girls make do on twitter tumblr or gmail we usually check tumblr the most yeah, well, I check Tumblr the most because if I'm on Tumblr, I'll just see it. <laughs> so yeah. I don't need to, like, check anything externally. I actually have not checked the Gmail. <laughs> have you? No, me neither. <laughs> Sorry, someone said that through Gmail. Um, I'll check it right now while we're answering these. Um, but the f- the first one um, is from Tumblr user Interstellar Princess, a.k.a. Summer Friend of the Show. She says... What, if any, posters did you have on your wall as a kid? Um, I had a lot of pictures of, like, bands I liked. I remember I had a lot of My Chemical Romance and, like, Fall Out Boy um, posters. I used to cut a lot of posters out of magazines. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I did that too. Like, I used to just buy all the teen magazines and just put them – like, my wall was – as a teenager, uh, my wall was covered in shit. Yeah, me too. So it's hard to be like, oh, I had this and this and this. I remember, I always think about like the most 2007 thing ever, which is when I had a magazine and it it was like one of those like teen girl magazines. So in the middle, I would have just loads of posters of like different things. Yeah. And I was obsessed with boys. So I always used to take the ones out that were boys and on one side of the page it was adam brody from the oc and on the other side of the page it was kanye west <laughs> so what did you, you put up i put up adam brody but yeah. i had a real tough time because <laughs> i this was this was like college dropout era so oh obviously everyone loves kanye west yeah then yeah this was a different era this was a different for you youngins out there oh we just have like 12 year olds that listen to the show <laughs> we were born at the time of this <laughs> sex in the city was over before you were born <laughs> but i remember i had it on my wall and i was it was a really tough decision for me um i had mm-hmm. i had both an edward and a jacob poster up at one time oh they were different. I switched, but I am an Edward girl. I had a lot, you know, those really big posters. I had a lot of those. Oh, yeah. And then, like, smaller ones I cut from magazines. Yeah, I like the big ones. I would have one above my bed and then, like, one next to my window. So I had, like, two going at a time. But I was an, I was an Edward girl for anyone who cares. I love that. I was never into Twilight, but I did have a lot of shit on my walls. Um... <laughs> Okay, so I also used to cut out a lot of stuff from magazines, like teen magazines. Um, I also used to cut out, like, sometimes I would buy magazines, and if there were ads I thought were, like, particularly artsy, sometimes I would cut them out. Oh, same, yeah. 
Or like fashion magazines, I would do that too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to think like at the height of my wall being covered in shit, the best poster I ever had was I had this gigantic gigantic like bigger than normal size poster gigantic poster of Leonardo DiCaprio from Romeo and Juliet of him like sitting on the pier at like the Venice Beach and it just says Romeo under it holding like a cigarette and I fucking fuck I loved that poster it was good shit that sounds like a real good poster I do like that like that movie's so good I was trying to think because I had an idea of a poster I did have that was fun. I forgot about it. Yeah, I used to, I just had like a very 2007, like two, about 2011 emo girl room. Oh, same. I definitely had stuff cut out from magazines of like Good Charlotte and Green Day <laughs> and Blink-182 and something yeah. one. All of them. To the point where like now I kind of hate wall decorations because mm-hmm. I had so many posters that it made my room dull, you know? I I still like wall decorations, but I definitely went way overboard as a teen. Because, like, I had a lot of big posters. I had an office poster. I can't remember. It was, like, something from The Office with, like, the main characters on it. I had a Ravenclaw banner in my room. It was, like, Ooh. not a poster, but it was, like, a... I don't know. It was like made of some fancy material and it hung on my wall. I also had like a Harry Potter poster. I had a Burton Ernie poster for some reason. I don't know why I had that. I definitely had some cutouts of magazines from like the OC. I had all kinds of shit. Oh, I ha- also had a Pink Floyd poster. You know, like that one art for like Wish You Were Here where it's like the two guys shaking hands and one's like on fire. I had a poster oh, yeah. of that. Um, I had a poster of V for Vendetta. <laughs> oh, God. I thought you were going to say it was Dark Side of the Moon. And then when you said V for Vendetta, like my heart left my body. I went, when I was a teenager, I was like 14 years old. I went to go see V for Vendetta by myself in the theaters because um, I was like really <laughs> wanted to see it. Um, I have no idea. I had terrible taste as a teenager. I mean, that's kind of the point of being a teenager. I had a Jimi Hendrix poster, like, in my room. The Have you ever seen Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen starring Lindsay Lindsay Lohan? Lohan? Yes. Okay. You know how in her room she has that poster that takes up an entire wall? I do not remember that, but I can imagine it. Oh, she has a poster of that, you know, the... Uh, lead singer of the band that she really likes Mm -hmm. she has like his like a billboard size because it takes up an entire wall of her room oh my god and i always wanted that but i don't know who i want it as i don't know know who i love enough to just have a dead face gigantic in my bedroom keanu reeves like absolutely without a doubt keanu reeves (gasps) true okay yeah keanu reeves i don't know which Mm. picture i'd choose I would probably choose something from, like, John Wick. I don't know. Ooh. Make it just look like he's pointing a gun right at me, like he's just going to shoot me in the head. (laughs) (laughs) That is the sexiest Connor Reeves. Like, I want him to kill me. Yeah. But then not. I want... Keanu Reeves to... I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Say it. I want Keanu Reeves to rob me with a pencil. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... As an adult, I have a poster. I have a big poster of Middle Earth on my wall that my boyfriend gave me. (laughs) Oh. I also have a poster that he... He also gave me a little banner that says gay TV that I have above my TV. Um, (laughs) And I have a bi-flag above my bed and a periodic table above my bed. 
so that's cute i mm-hmm. what do i have in my room i i actually do have two pictures of keanu reeves um i bought them i'll try and i'll try and find the artist i bought them from because i bought them ages ago but they're prints and like one is from uh my own private idaho and the other one's from the lake house Ooh, you should post those i want to see them i will take a picture when we're finished mm. Nice. and post them i'll try and remember the artist and link them because they're really cool and the other thing i have like i got this is me now because i'm you know artsy and hipster and not emo it's definitely not a, like a, a predictive evolution i'm like a pokemon that'll lead nicely into our next question <laughs> yeah i was a grumpy emo girl and now i'm like an annoying hipster girl so i have like artificial flowers and i've taped them to my bedroom wall so they look like they're floating. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It was nice and it, it's individual. <laughs> that's kind of cool. I'm a 27-year-old emo bitch. So when I, like in my old job, when I used to be able to play music at work, I'd put on Spotify pop punk powerhouses all the time at work and everyone hated it except for me. And I was like <laughs> blasting like Miss Murder and people were like, I'm going to kill you. Miss Murder slaps. I know we were talking about Guitar Hero 3 earlier, but. It does. The fact that they play fucking Miss Murder and then on the same set is fucking When You Were Young. My little emo heart is so good. I love 2000s rock music. I'm a fucking slut for everything on (laughs) pop punk powerhouses. It's so good. It goes so hard. Like, I can't even, I can't even lie. It does. Like, Miss Murder slaps Mm -hmm. and so does, pop punk is just good. Mm-hmm. It is, it's the defining music of like the 2000s, along with, I guess, Toxic by Britney Spears. That, I feel like it's like, for me, it's pop punk and then like the 2000s R&B. Yes. Because we just don't have that anymore. It's like all pop music, It like there's no real R&B music anymore. It's mostly just like electronic stuff. Yeah. I mean, not to sound like old people, but music isn't good nowadays, apart from Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande, literally the only music I listen to 90% of the time is Ariana Grande and Sufjan Stevens, because I'm boring as hell. (laughs) They literally invented God, being gay, and love, so... (laughs) That's true, that's their, like, uniting features, is their God and gay. God is gay and a woman, and you just gotta deal with it. God is a lesbian, it's true. There we (laughs) go. So I think that answers the first question pretty nicely. So thank you, Summer. Shall I read the next question? Because I feel like it is for you. This question is definitely for me. Um, Yeah, (laughs) why don't you go ahead and read it? (laughs) So this is from a Tumblr user, Dractivisionary, who says, if the girls were Pokemon gym leaders, what type would they be? Okay. Um, I read this question earlier today when I was at work, and I thought about it way too hard. So, okay, I went a little above and beyond. So first of all, I gave them all types, but then I also gave them all a signature Pokemon too, because every every gym leader has their signature Pokemon. Okay, okay, so I'm going to start with Charlotte. Charlotte was the first one that I picked out because I feel like Charlotte is kind of just incredibly plain as a person. So to me, Charlotte is just super, super vanilla in every way. So I'm calling Charlotte a normal type. I was tempted to call her a fairy type because, you know, she has that like, like she has that fairy tale princess dream and everything. 
But I just think that her entire lifestyle is normie as shit. And so, um, so she's a normal type. And I've picked for her, her signature Pokemon is Lopunny because it's, you know, like it's a normal type, but it's also just a sexy bunny because Charlotte does like to have sex. <laughs> Especially with bunnies. She's just incredibly vanilla about it. And so she gets the sexy normal bunny. That's Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte does love rabbits. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. We're going to get, we're going to get to that in a few episodes. <laughs> that is an incredible point, and I love it. Um, okay, second is Carrie. She was uh, probably the next easiest for me to pick out. Um, I think people might be tempted to say that she's also, like, a fairy type because she's very, you know, like, cutesy and kind of romantic. That's fucking bullshit. Carrie is a poison type because she's the most toxic human I've met in my life. Everything she – every relationship she enters into is just toxic nonsense. Um, and for her signature Pokemon, I also picked out a fun, sexy Pokemon, which is Salazzle. She gets Salazzle, the, um, the nice little sexy lizard, because that's what Carrie is. Um, Samantha. Okay, this is where it starts getting hard. Samantha and Miranda were, I thought about this for way too long. Um, (laughs) okay, I picked Samantha as dragon type, because I feel like Samantha kind of does everything in her power to be like as extra as possible a lot of the time and just really over the top i can picture samantha as a gym leader like wearing a cape oh yeah because she's just she's just wild um her signature pokemon i'm i kind of cheat a little bit because gym leaders don't get like the gym leaders don't have legendary pokemon but i kind of felt like i had to make an exception for this her signature pokemon is palkia and this is entirely because Palkia looks like a dick. <laughs> she does love dick. She loves dick and Palkia has a dickhead. So that's that's just the that on that. Miranda, I honestly agonized over for like 20 minutes because I was like, what the fuck type is Miranda? And then I decided that Miranda is a steel type. Mm-hmm. I kind of flip-flopped. I was like, you could be like fire because you're kind of like a little bit fiery personality, but you could also be, she could be a lot of things. I settled on steel because I think she's like very stubborn. Like she's, she's stubborn and grounded and she is just going to hold her ground in like any argument. She isn't going to, mm, She's definitely more of like a closed off defensive person than anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. And for her signature Pokemon, I picked Maul, who is one of my favorite Pokemon. I really like it a lot. It's like a steel fairy type um, who kind of just looks really cute, but is also like really intimidating and good. And I love it a lot. So those are my answers for uh, what type of gym leaders they would be and additionally who their signature Pokemon are. I think you did a great job. Oh, thank you. I can't wait to hear what y'all the listeners think about that. (laughs) Because I don't... Pokemon just skipped me, I think. That's fair. Like, I remember my brother watching it, but I never really paid that much attention to Pokemon. That's fair. Pokemon is like my lifeblood. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. You are half Pokemon. Which is true. So thank you for that question. I loved it a lot. Yeah, we have one more question from them as well. Yeah. So this one is also from Dractivisionary, who asks, where do y'all watch it? See, I I don't think I should say y'all. It it feels like alien in my voice. (laughs) 
it, it doesn't sound right in my mouth. It doesn't feel natural. Like I can type it, but when I say it, it's like not a word. I'm really sorry to everyone. Don't send me comments like, oh, Alex, you didn't say it. It sounds weird. I know it sounds weird. <laughs> Feels weird. I mean, it's definitely very like American vernacular. So it is. There's not mm-hmm. really like, um, I don't, you know how it's like a collective you. I don't think there's really a collective you in the UK. It's just you mm-hmm. or use lot. In Canada, like, I have only ever heard people start saying y'all like relatively recently. And probably not even, like, in general. It's really just the people I know from the internet who started saying it from the internet. Because it's not a regional thing here. Yeah, I've noticed people from the internet saying it. And even, I mean, to me, like, Canadian and American accents don't sound all that different. I just feel like y'all is a very southern American thing. So it doesn't sound Canadian. It absolutely is. I think it's kind of popular in, like, the Midwest, too. Um, But it's definitely, like, something people say a lot more now. It's definitely something I never said out loud until, like, my late 20s. (laughs) (laughs) It's something I very rarely say out loud. So, should I... I don't want to change their words, but should I say use lot? Say use lot. Yeah, say that. Use lot. Okay, there you go. Where do use lot watch it? (laughs) It's neither on Hulu or Netflix. Do I need to scour the VHS area of the nearby Goodwill or participate in piracy? Mm, question. Um, I'm pretty sure it must be on HBO Go because it's an HBO show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it should be on HBO Go if you're in America. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to watch it in the UK, then I watch it on Now TV, which is just like a streaming site. I think it has um basically a deal with hbo because that's where you can watch game of thrones and like most hbo shows uh i don't know where you would look on canada where do you get it i watch it in my brain legally (laughs) so you guys just have it in your brain i project it from my eyes onto my ceiling legally Mm -hmm. and watch it there Mm -hmm. okay cool Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. So that's where you can watch it. I think you, if you you don't have to get it on VHS. You can get it on DVD. I don't know if it's on Blu-ray. Uh, you don't need it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I, it must be on DVD. Like, I'm sure. I bet if you went down to Value Village, you could probably find, like, a season of it on DVD. I go to Value Village and I see seasons. I see, like, The OC and Lost on DVD all the time. And that didn't come out that much later than Sex and the City did. Yeah, I think I bought, like, the first couple of seasons of The O.C. for, like, two quid. I own season one for sure, like, that orange DVD case. Yeah. Oh, I have it. I I have the orange and the blue for the second season. Yeah, I knew the second one was blue. I don't know what the other ones are. I only have the first two. But, yeah, if if you happen to come across it in, like, a charity shop or something, otherwise, I mean, we don't advocate piracy probably on itunes but like we don't we don't want to force everyone who listens to buy it because that feels kind of like wrong yeah for sure uh i it must be on itunes like everything's on itunes this is like our third plug for itunes this week (laughs) (laughs) sponsored by itunes uh amazon and ariana grande yes uh so yeah those are your answers i guess Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you for sending questions yeah so I guess you can find me on Tumblr at Windfall Island. I always forget what my URL is when I go to say that. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Age of Oddish. Uh, I think that's all my social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find me on Tumblr at Dork Phoenix. 
Awesome. And yeah, again, if you want to send us questions, City Girls Make Do on Tumblr, Twitter, or Gmail. And otherwise, see y'all next week. Bye, you lot. Bye, bitches. <laughs>